You are listening to the Emotionally Equipped Podcast with Shira Gura, episode number 239. Hi, this is Shira, and welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I'm an emotional well-being coach, and I created simple and practical unstuck tools that empower you to be in control, feel good, and create the changes you want to see in your life. I'm the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything, which you can learn more about by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today I'd like to share with you this concept of nipping it in the bud. Nipping it in the bud means you get stuck in a moment, like stuck on anger or stuck on irritation or frustration or disappointment or guilt or shame or jealousy or any other difficult emotion. And instead of letting that emotion hijack you, you get unstuck in that moment. So I call that nipping it in the bud. Now, being able to do that doesn't come with age and it doesn't come with time. It comes with practice. And I mean a lot of practice. In fact, it could take years of practice. But I'm here to tell you that it's possible. And it's possible for you just as much as it's possible for me. So earlier today, I nipped something in the bud that in the past would have led me to giving my husband the silent treatment or would have led me to probably not speak to my husband for hours or even days, or it would have led me to holding my emotions in and then requesting a conversation with my husband so we could talk and resolve this problem. In short, it would have led to unnecessary suffering for both of us. But earlier today, I nipped something in the bud and that's the story that I want to share with you. So what happened? Well, first, let me tell you what happened two nights ago. Two nights ago, friends of ours in our community celebrated moving into their newly renovated home, and they were having a party, a dance party, like my favorite kind of party. And my husband on that night was away with his brothers hiking and camping for a couple of days. Now, I don't have a problem going to parties or actually any kind of event by myself. In fact, I often love going to things alone, Because even though I know I'm technically never responsible for anyone else, often when you go with someone to something, you do feel a sense of responsibility for how they're feeling and if they're having fun and all of that. And when you're alone, you don't have that. So I went and I danced. And I danced and I danced. I love dancing. I don't even care what kind of music is played. I will dance to it. When I dance, I like to close my eyes and feel the vibrations of the music running through me. I don't need a dance partner. I don't need alcohol to feel uninhibited when I dance. I just dance. And it's funny because in my day-to-day life, you probably wouldn't expect me to be like that because I'm just relatively quiet and I don't drink and I don't smoke and I'm not in the crowds of people who go out late and stay out late. And so when people in my community see me at these dance parties, I think I kind of shock them because, you know, they're like, is that Shira? But it is. It's me. It's just something I love to do. 
Anyway, so I danced for like four hours straight and I came home exhausted and energized and with a lot of adrenaline running through my body. And so it was hard to fall asleep. But I finally did, and then I woke up at like five in the morning, which was just a few hours later, because my body has become so used to waking up at that hour, because that's when I usually wake up to go on my morning walks without an alarm, right? It's just the hour that I've been waking up. So I got up because, you know, I was like, okay, I'm awake. I went on my walk. And then because it was Friday and I don't work on Fridays, I went back to sleep for a couple of hours. Then on Friday night, other friends in our community invited a whole bunch of people over for a birthday party. This is someone who plays in the musical band I started a few years ago. And the intention was that we would all bring our instruments and that we would play together after dinner, which we did. And it was amazing. But it was just another late night for me because I really do my best to try to get in bed by 10 at the latest if possible. So I had two late nights and I was exhausted. And so this morning, even though my body woke up at its usual five o'clock hour, I didn't get out of bed. First of all, it was raining and there's almost nothing I love more than being under the covers when it's raining. And also, I really had no reason to jump out of bed. While I do usually go to prayer services on Saturday morning, I don't have to. And I was planning to just skip it this week and just give myself time to catch up on sleep. And so I closed my eyes and I fell back asleep. But around, well, the truth is, I don't know what time it was, but sometime between 5 a.m. and like 8.30, which is when I woke up. Yes, I woke up at 8.30. It's like unheard of for me. But anyway, sometime between that time block, my husband took a shower, which is, you know, part of the bedroom, which is fine. I slept through it. But then he came out of the bathroom and into the bedroom and he started toweling himself off. Why does he do that? I don't know. Why does he towel himself off in the bedroom and not in the bathroom? I don't know. But anyway, he was rubbing the towel, you know, behind his back and down his arms. Well, it's not that I saw it actually because I was sleeping, but I heard it. It was so loud. I mean, imagine right now, okay, that you are sleeping. I'm actually going to go silent for a few seconds because I want you to pretend that you are sleeping right now. Right? Like, what the heck? I'm sleeping. Does he have no respect for me? Like, what does he think I do when I come in at night after he falls asleep? I don't even dare make a peep, right? I'm like tiptoeing. And this, this was like an alarm clock. I was so pissed off. Like the one morning, right? I can give myself time to sleep in and he does this to me? What the heck? And so I blurted out, have you no respect for me? I'm trying to sleep. And he quickly apologized and he went back into the bathroom and did whatever he needed to do. And then he left the room and I went back to sleep, or at least I tried, right? But I was stuck. I was so mad at what happened. And so this is what I did. I took a pause and then I took a deep breath. I told myself I was stuck on irritation and I uncovered why. I believed that he has no respect for me and I believed that he's oblivious, like totally oblivious. 
And then I quickly investigated into those beliefs. Does he have no respect for me? No, I knew that wasn't true. Is he totally oblivious? No, I actually think he probably was doing that because he thought I was going to be getting up soon because I'm usually up before him on most days. So I considered he wasn't trying to annoy me or bother me. In fact, I considered he was just trying to help me get out of bed, even though I didn't ask for his help. And he did apologize. I know he didn't mean it. And then I was kind to myself for having blurted out those words to him because it's okay. You know, everyone gets stuck. And that was it. I nipped it in the bud. I am telling you, in the past, this is something that would have lasted for days, seriously. But it was over, almost as soon as it began. Why? Because I let it be over. Because I processed through it. I managed my emotions and I moved on. And boy, does that feel good. It feels empowering, you know, like I did that and I can do that again and I can do that again and I can do that again. And of course I can, just like you can, but with a lot of practice. I didn't turn into a person that does this overnight, right? It takes a lot of practice, but I am for one glad that I'm practicing and I know for sure my husband is glad too. In fact, later that day he did something else that pissed me off, which I'm not gonna get into here, And again, like that, you know, I just got unstuck and moved on. That is what is possible when you get emotionally equipped. Your life changes because you change. And there's nothing more miraculous to witness than that. My dear listeners, I am going to be leading another fantastic group of people through getting emotionally equipped for life starting in January. And I would love for you to be a part of it. Please make sure you are subscribed to my newsletter so that you are the first to know the details when the doors open. You can subscribe over on my website at shiragura.com. I'm also putting thoughts together for a retreat or two, one in Israel and one in the States, in 2022. And I want to be sure that you know about those as well. So if you are not yet subscribed, head over to my website and be sure you do so. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me this week. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And always remember, it only takes a moment to stop your emotions from hijacking your life. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.